podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello, welcome to another Ken 7 podcast on the morning after Liverpool beat Cardiff in the FA Cup 3-1. Joining me to have a chat through the game is internet and viral sensation Scott Elliott. (laughs) Scott, how are you doing, mate? Morning, Gav. How are you? I'm very well, mate. I'm very well. Um, There's there's loads of stuff I want to ask you, but uh, let's... Let's just get into the game in general, and then obviously I'll chat to you about the other stuff, uh, you know, a little bit later. So, you know, we're playing Cardiff, FA Cup. Um, when the team lineup came in, it didn't surprise me that it was as strong as it was, considering who was available. Did you feel like that when you uh, when you got to the ground? Uh, it's a very strong lineup, but everyone's virtually back fit now, aren't they? And when everyone's fit, we've got a brilliant, brilliant squad. Yeah, you're looking at people like Thiago on the bench, you know, it's, it's so strong. Obviously, uh, Diaz and 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 Harvey and, and a number of a few youngsters. Yeah, and you still got Fab missing and Joe to come back in there. Yeah. Joel, uh, obviously, Joel Matic was left out for um, Ibu. Um, and he brought Simicus in for Robertson. That surprised me, that move, because I thought, well, obviously, we've got this big game on... And, against Leicester on Thursday in the league, it's it's must-win as every game is. I thought the, the 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 sort of mainstay back four would have played, um, including Robertson, including Matip. Um what was your what was your reading of that? Do you do you think I mean that they haven't got knocks obviously because the Robertson came on. Did you just think that it was a case of he was trying to manage the players through the, the next series of games? Um Look with with the um, with the selection, like I say, is there? I know Robbo's. You can say he's, he's your number one, but I've actually been really impressed. Like as a Liverpool fan, you know, Simicas has done so well, and I actually don't think there's a big drop off with that. You know, so if when when Robbo got the red card against Spurs, Simicas come in, and you're not actually going, oh God, do you know what I mean? Simicas come in, and you trust him, and he's done well when he's come in, and with Ibu, he needs games, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. You know, he's 22 years old. He's still adjusting probably to the Premier League football and English football. And it, he needs these games to get better. So it, it's just a win-win for me. No, I agree with you. Um, I agree with you. But but um, it, it does worry me slightly, unless there's something... Was Matt, was Joel Matip on the bench? Um I don't think he was, but you shouldn't. You shouldn't. You shouldn't be worried. I don't, it just I don't worries think. me that Joel will have had like three weeks without a game. He doesn't play for Cameroon, so that concerns me a little bit going into a big game on Thursday. I mean, Leicester were really poor by all accounts yesterday, so um, you know that's another issue. But it just concerned me that he wasn't getting a game on uh, yesterday. 
I don't think it should concern you because if you look at the last few years, Joel's had a little history of a few little niggles and knocks here and there and he'd play for four weeks and then miss two or three weeks and then come back in for four weeks. And it, it, he's done all right, hasn't he? He's, he's done well. He so quite well. so yeah. actually, and, and you think this year, he, he, he doesn't seem to have had too many injuries. He seems no. to have been fit the whole year. So, you know, just missing three or four weeks is sort of what we've had, I think, over the last sort of few years. Yeah. And we've, we've coped. You know, there's a few games this year before his injury where you could argue he was man of the match for me. 100%. I thought he's been outstanding this year. So yeah. I'm, not, yeah. I'm not worried about that at all. The, the first half went as expected for me. I knew it was going to be tough that first half. I knew that we would be a little bit bitty, you know, that it wouldn't, we wouldn't be full-flowing. Cardiff were going to sit deep. Um, did that surprise you at all? Or is that how you saw the game going? Was it more us than them? Or was it? Was do we need to give credit to Cardiff? Yeah, I, th- I think we need to give credit to Cardiff. Look, they're not going to come here and go... 4-3-3, three, three, all out attack, right? They've got to do what they've got to do that suits them to give them the best advantage to get at Liverpool. They played, they started with a 5-4-1 and it was very much like that. Every man behind the ball at times. And you can understand that. They're trying to keep it nil-nil as long as possible. Um, I just thought in the first half, we just didn't move the ball quick enough. It was four or five touches rather than yeah. one and two. And, and it wasn't direct enough. And we'd, we'd get to certain areas and it, we'd just play it a little bit safe rather than being a bit more adventurous. A Diogo probably, I think I recall, he was our only shot on target really in the first oh, half. Um, and it was it was amazing football to get that shot away. Albeit he'd probably be disappointed he didn't score after creating that chance with such wonderful feet and that. But yeah, I, I think Cardiff, look, they're always going to sit deep and it's one of them games where you just need to get the first goal and then the game opens up just a little bit and then you're okay. It, it's the way to play against Liverpool, isn't it? You know, frustrate us and then basically hope, because we will always give you a one-on-one situation at some stage. You know, we're liable to do that. We only have to lose it in midfield and then you're in, aren't we? And that's why it's so, you know, it's so important that we don't concede possession in midfield because we're we're vulnerable. Um the two big incidents in the first half, the penalty and the Kelleher possible sending off. I don't know whether you've had a chance to see him back now, but what did you think about the penalty? Because to be honest with you, it looked like a pen to me. On on the Cardiff player, on him, yep. from Ibu. Yeah. Um, I've, I've got to say, I thought he played for it. It was embarrassing. If that's Harvey, I'm absolutely swearing at him when he gets home because I don't like the diving, don't like right, cheating. Right. And I thought, what I couldn't understand was, Ibu just committed and he rolled Ibu, got goal side of him. And that's where Ibu's just got to just hold his ground because he's not going to lose a, a, a battle. He's going to win virtually every one because of his sheer size and strength and pace. Um, and he got goal side. And for me, he's, he's a yard clear of him. Right. So he, really, he can get a shot or a cross in and go for it. I don't know why. He's deliberately, if you watch him from the back ang- angle, he's deliberately just stepped across the front of Ibu and gone down waiting for that contact. And and for me, like I don't understand why players do it, honestly. I'm, I'm, well, I do know why they do it, but uh, I just don't uh, get it. I hate it. Well, I think you're being a bit harsh on the lad there because I think what else is he supposed to do? It's Cardiff against Liverpool. He's going to step across the player. Isn't that intelligent football? Isn't that the right thing to do in that situation? Try and get a penalty. No. That, well, you're trying to get a penalty. 
So yeah, but he's, so br- he's brought him down and he's done it by stepping across him. He's not done anything illegal and ethically, I don't even think morally that's not wrong to do that. Uh, and- for, for, for me, that he shouldn't be going down, mate. I think he's gone down cheaply. He's trying to win a penalty, which is what you're saying. Your thought when you get in the box, try and get a shot away, try and create a chance. But right. if, you walk, if you go across the plate, you, you you step across the plate for him to hit you and bring you down. That's a pen at the but, end of the day. Not, but, the, but the player hasn't done nothing wrong. Ibu hasn't broken stride. He hasn't put a challenge in. He's I just trying to get back. He's come across. and But I know what you're saying. You could say that's a foul. That's fine. He's come across to win the foul, right? But is that not simulating cheating a little bit to a certain extent if you're looking at it? And if you're coming across... Why is your first thought, you've got past your man, I can get a shot away here. If you look at him, he's 12, 13 yards away from goal. He can get any shot in, he could potentially get a cross in. He's past his man. Why does he want to try and win a penalty when he's already past him? He's done the hard work. But if you look, he's a right-footed player, but maybe he was, if you you give him the benefit of the doubt and say he wasn't going to win a, trying to win a penalty, his move is to go right anyway to get to shape for his right foot to, to, to have a shot. So if he gets brought down and he's not allowed to have a shot, then do you get what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I do get that. And I say it from both sides and you're taught to cut across the player at an yeah. early age. And I do get all that. For me, though, there's no challenge from the defender. He hasn't stuck a leg out to win the ball and mistimed it. He hasn't tried to clip his leg. He's done absolutely nothing wrong. So maybe when we're looking at penalties, you've got to look at what the defender's doing and what the challenge is the context rather than what the attacking player is doing. Because yeah. okay. right? the attacking player, for me, is always looking for a pen where you've got to look at the defender. Has he made a challenge? Has he caught him a little bit late? If he's done that, that's fine. But if he's just running in a straight line to try and get that goal side and the player comes across him, has the defender done anything wrong? No. Okay. So for me, it's not a penalty. Well, I mean, no, I'm not having it. Okay, uh, Kelleher sending off. Have you seen that one back? I have. What do you think? Look, Ib- Ibu. Ibu's back covering. It's a hundred percent a foul. Yeah, I think the big thing there is for me is that the striker hasn't made contact with the ball. Right, if he makes contact with a ball, Ibu is behind Queeve, but. If he's making contact with the ball, he's going out left, right? So he's going away from Ibu because Ibu's behind the keeper. If he can, he then gets a shot at an empty net from 25 yards with his left foot, doesn't he? Mm. If he wants that. If he doesn't want to beat Canate. So, I don't know. Look, it was a foul. If it was a red card, I don't think anyone could argue. Yeah. And if it wasn't, I don't think anyone can argue. It's one of them ones where you go, do you know what? It is what it is, but it could go both ways. Yeah. And yeah. you could say we got maybe a little bit fortunate with it, mm. maybe. Yeah. Um, but for, for me, yeah, it could have been a red. Yeah, okay. Um, Jota, you mentioned him before. Um, scored another great goal yesterday. Fantastic delivery. And, and, and the, the way he finds space in the <clears> box... Is, is the most impressive, as well as his finishing, obviously. Um, what did you think of his all-round game yesterday, and, and including the goal? Um, I thought he'd done all right. I thought he'd done all right. Yeah, I mean, he's a good player, Diogo. He's, he's, I mean, his goal-scoring record is just out of this world, isn't it? He just seems to look like he's going to score. I watched a replay back, actually, and it was interesting. 
because the ball's come over and the defender's actually ducked his head right down and the ball's gone over his head for Diogo to score. And I was just wondering what the defender, whether he closed his eyes or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. it was a sensational header, wasn't it? Right in the corner. I mean, his, his, his movement, he comes alive. You see certain bits and you're just like, well, with Diogo. Just out of the blue, he's, he's like, he doesn't have to have the best game, but he's always a threat. He always <laughs> looks like he might score. But a couple of times, personally, I, I wish he was a little bit more aware sometimes of what's around him. But I suppose we're used to that with someone like Bobby. Mm. Bobby's very, very aware of what's going on around. He, to his detriment sometimes. Do you know what I mean? You'd like him to be a bit more selfish, Bobby, sometimes, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, there's times when you do. But and then it's it's a strength and a weakness, isn't it? You say it's a weakness, but the strength is that sometimes he pulls off these passes. You know, for example, like the one with Tacky's goal the other week. Mm. Bobby could have scored. He's just tapped it back to Tacky and he's tapped it in, isn't he? Yeah, and he, he's just like Bobby's about the team. Yeah, and I don't mean that in a bad way because all the players are about the team, but Diogo's a bit more direct. But. They're two different players, and I think that gives us an interesting dynamic as well. Yeah. Um, so we've got two. Obviously, Jota scored fifty-eight minutes. Harvey comes back on the pitch. Sorry, just going back to Diogo. That song's unbelievable. I can't get it out of my head. Yeah, it's way. brilliant, isn't it? It's clicky yeah. and it's in my head and I just can't... I'm walking around the house singing it. <laughs> it's um, it's an old song that's been rehashed, I think, isn't it? Yeah, but it's a great song. It's just it's just got a little catchy bit to it that yeah. you just keep you coming back. I mean, I can't wait for that Inter Milan European night on the yeah, top. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be amazing. <laughs> if you're enjoying this video so far, please show your support for the Ken7 channel by clicking the subscribe button, the like button, and also clicking the bell for future notifications. If you could also share the video on your Twitter and Facebook account, that will show YouTube's algorithm that you like our content. Do you know about Ken7 merchandise? The link is in the description of this video. We have premium fanware for fans covering Liverpool, Celtic, and Scotland and it's fanware for young and old so we have t-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, caps, mugs, you name it we've got it. Just something else to remember every purchase that is made on our website we donate to the Marina Dalgalish appeal so you're helping a great cause as well. Yeah, 58 minutes Harvey comes on the pitch talk me through your your feelings you personally. Um, proud, very very proud obviously always Thought it'd come on. Um, I didn't think it would be on sort of 58 minutes. Thought it would be on sort of 70, maybe 65. Yeah, a few minutes later. Um, very proud. You know, he's, he's worked so, so hard. And 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 what he's putting, I, I was just so quite emotional for him. I know how much it meant to him to run back out on that pitch in front of them fans. And he's, he's one of them, you know. He, he loves the club and, yeah, it was just a, a very emotional day. Very drain, draining, actually. Really? <laughs> it was tiring. You get home and you're like, yeah, unbelievable. I'm just so pleased he came through it. Um, he, I don't know whether you're, it's difficult for me to, probably difficult for you to answer this, but for me, 
he changed the game when he came on. Uh, his energy, the the how direct his passing was, which it always is. He can see a pass and he can execute it. It's two different things, but he can certainly do that. I thought the team got energised from just his, him being on the pitch and from his contribution. I think it was absolutely fantastic. I mean, stepping away from being his dad, did you? Is that how you saw it as well? Um, yeah, I, I did. I mean, look, it's one of them games where obviously Diaz comes on as well, so the whole crowd's lifted, right? Harvey's yeah. coming back. Harvey's coming back. You got a new sign in, got a great reception, and and they've both come on, so the crowd is naturally going to lift and get a bit of a buzz because everyone mm-hmm. wants to see exciting young players and and new players at the club. Um, so I think that naturally got it going a little bit I mean I'll be honest I spoke to Harvey two things I spoke to him about as soon as he got in the car was there was one where I thought Diogo moved to right wing Harvey was right centre midfield and Cardiff broke down the left they had a two on one with Trent Diogo got back and just flicked it away from the defender for a corner and I thought Harvey should have done that and I might be wrong, but I've pulled him up saying, you've got to work harder. You've got to make sure you yeah, do that yeah. job you know, to keep him on his toes. Um, and then the other one with Tacky's goal. I said, look at the difference, Tacky. As soon as that ball's been cut back, Tacky's alive. Harvey's sitting on, you know, probably in his own mind, had a picture. But I'm saying, you've got to be bursting into the box. So I pulled him on them two things rather than anything else. Right. Fair. Um, um Diaz, let's talk about Diaz's performance because he came on at the same time as Harvey. Like you say, he got a great reception. What what did you see in that little cameo of half an hour that that made you thought, oh, you know, we've got we've got something interesting here. It's going to be he's going to really add to that forward line. Um, footwork, mm-hmm. footwork, and the work rate. You could see that he was working. He lost the ball and he was chasing to win it back. Whether you get there or not is irrelevant, but he's trying to get there, the intense there. So from the that South American Suarez, niggly, you know, not give you a second on the ball, I saw straight away, but I thought the footwork for the second goal was just out of this world. He was virtually on the touchline. The fact that he, he hunted down, he won that ball back, he kept it in, and the skill just left foot and right foot, and the way he cut it back, you know, that was a moment. Well, I was like, well, it wasn't about the goal. It was about that for me. I was just like, that's unbelievable feat. And and you got to remember, he's going to need time. You know, we're not going to see the best of him maybe till next season. And and it's quite a frightening prospect, isn't it? Of course. How, how good he is. Um, but I, I liked his work great off the ball. Mm, okay. Um, Harvey's goal taught me through. Obviously, there's been a, if, if people watching this haven't seen it, there's been a video of Scott um, from behind getting upset, which, you know, any father would. Um, I mean, what what can you describe your feelings when that went? I mean, first of all, it's a, first of all, it's a fucking great goal. Uh, he's turned on the volley and smashed it. Um, so, I mean, Liverpool have scored, you'd be up anyway, but then for that to be your boy, I mean, I'm trying to just put into words what that what that meant to you and what that, how that felt. Yeah, it's, it's something we've always dreamt about, you know, and I'm sure Harvey, as I have, from when he was, you know, very, very young, even practising the Garden Pre-Academy, you know, because he's always been a Liverpool fan. 
score in front of the cop. Could you imagine that? You know, um, one in how many million chance of yeah. living that dream? Um, it's hard to put into words the actual feeling, I suppose, because it's a bit of a blur. It happens so quick, you know. It's, what he's doing is instinctive. You're not thinking about where you're putting it. It's turn and technique and instinctive, right? So, I mean, when the goal went in, obviously I see the ball came down and as the defender slipped, I, like he's obviously controlled it, which is a great first touch. And the way he swiveled and hit it, and to be fair, like, it was obviously less than a second. The ball's just nestled in the net. My first reaction then for a second is to look at the linesman. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, I'm just looking at the linesman to see if he's got his flag up. And he hasn't. I've I did the same. And, and even where we were, you could see the passion and the, his face. You could just see how much it meant to him. And what he was feeling was what I was feeling in the stands and the emotion. And people don't realise how draining, not draining, that's the wrong word, but how, how tough the last five months has been. So let me in just time. ask you about that because you haven't wanted to discuss it with me. I've on many few occasions said, how are you? You know, how are you, Scott? Are you all right? Because obviously everyone's concerned about Harvey, but are you okay? And you've always said to me, it's not about me. It's about Harvey and I'll get my head around it later. Now that that thing has happened and he's come back. And, he, and by the way, he rode a very, very hard challenge at one point in the game as well. And I, I yeah. went, did you? Yeah. yeah I, well, I, I did that, I did them, but his mum did. <laughs> yeah, totally. I bet you Jay was, yeah. Um, you wouldn't want to go through all that again. So now that now that what's happened is he's come back and he's scored and he's played and everything's happened, I mean, was that, the your emotional response, was that all that coming out, do you think? I think so. I think so, yeah. <laughs> because the moment that Liverpool and all the staff, like Harvey mentioned yesterday, Joe, Joe Lewis and... and and Chris and Jim, the doctor, and, and just everybody has been top class, right? Top, top class. You can't, I can't thank them enough. You know, yeah, I could go on all day, talk to talk about individuals that, that collectively they've just been absolutely out of this world. And yeah, I was down the tunnel the time Harvey came through the tunnel at Leeds. And that Sunday was the most emotional day ever. And with Harvey, with tears and, and the emotion and and I felt it as well. And I wanted to cry with him, but I couldn't because I have to stay strong for him. Yeah. Um, and then we went through the hospital, you know, and um, yeah, it was, a, it was a real, there was proud moments in there, like when he just off the top of his head, just give that boy the shirt and started talking to him to give him a lift and hold him not to worry and, and everything will be okay. And I, that was so proud, honestly. But and then we had the Monday, which was very emotional as well. And I think the, the severity of the injury sort of kicked in a bit more. Yeah. And what it meant. And then we travelled to London together and we had a really, yeah, we had some real heart-to-heart conversations on the way down. And then on the Tuesday, I had his operation. But before he went in for his operation... The last thing I said to him was, do you know what? No point crying over spilt milk. What's done is done. You can't be negative about anything. You have to be positive. 
We take one day at a time, but every day is a step closer to coming back. It's good advice. Right. We did that. Um, and we're talking about Pascal and the challenge and stuff like that. And it wasn't a malicious tackle. Yeah. It was just yeah. a freak accident. And I said, the first thing you do after the operation or, or the first thing you do, sorry, when you get a chance, message Pascal and tell him if he needs anything, we're here as a family to support him. Uh-huh. Um, and, and I messaged him privately as well. So we didn't want him to feel bad. And then we had the operation and, and within we came back on the we came back on the Tuesday no Wednesday sorry we came back on the Wednesday and on the Thursday Liverpool got him into Kirby they all looked after him that gave him a big lift and from there you know and I, and I can honestly say this Gav I've never had one negative word from him I've never heard it he's just been like right I'm doing that and then we were told. Six months, roughly, which took us to the middle of March. And it was a bit like when he broke his collarbone, you know, that was six weeks. And we come out as doctors and he said, fuck that, I'm back in four. <laughs> and and this was the same. Yeah. And we yeah. said, do you know what? Let's just take it easy. It is what it is. It's about getting it right, not how quick you come back. Right. And he said, Dad, I'm, I'm going to get back within five. I'm knocking a month off that. He said that. And he's worked his socks off every day. And people don't see he's worked a lot harder now than what he would when he was fit. He's absolutely six days a week. And Joe and the team and Lee, the physio, they've all been absolutely top class and helped us along the way. They've been there. Ray, like everybody, so supportive. And we've just got our head down and just done everything we can to get him back. So to see him come through that journey without any negativity as has made us so proud as a family. And it's not the footballer. Look, we're proud that he's yep. a footballer. We're proud, even more proud that he plays for the our club, which we, in our minds, the biggest club in the world, the best fans in the world. But it's the man he's becoming. It, it just makes us so proud, honestly. And he's such a humble boy. It's just, yeah. It's emotional, mate. It's like uh, I love that. I mean, I, I love the the fact that um, he's. I watched an interview with him from uh, five months ago before the season the other day. It was a New Balance thing. Yeah, and he always talked. And then yesterday, he does exactly the same thing in his interview after the game. He talks about his family and how much he uh, appreciates the support and love that he gets from his family. I mean, that's for me. That's fantastic as a father. That's fantastic. And, um, you know, he's, he's, I think I've heard you say before, I'm very proud of him as a footballer, but I'm more proud of him as a, a human being, as a man. Um, and I think that's testament to you and Jay, obviously, to the way you've brought him up and, and the job you've done as parents. But, um, you know, there's not really a question. I just wanted to say that, really, to be honest with you. Did you, you. Um, so, well, um, did you hear them, the, the, the cop chanting his name? I, I did a little bit. It was sort of Robbo song, wasn't it? I did. Yeah. It was a bit, I've got to be honest, in the next five sort of minutes were just, I was just probably wiping the tears away. <laughs> I was so emotional. Yeah, it was yeah. like unbelievable and, and everything was a bit of a blur. But I mean, look, I've, I've said to him this, like he, he would like nothing more than a song from the cop. 
but he's got to earn that. Uh, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. Yeah. No, no, he hasn't. He's got to earn it. You're not given it, yeah. right? You've got to earn it. But if anyone does a song from the cop, favourite song of all time, Fernando Torres. <laughs> right? You know, that when you're on the cop, bounce in a minute, we're going yeah, to bounce. Yeah, yeah. So if anyone's out there and they think of a song, please refer it to Fernando's song. <laughs> it, was, it was our favourite ever. Oh, and it was that's... just a big build-up and then bang, bang, well, bang. There's an exclusive. Let's see. Uh, we'll have to see if anyone comes up with that. I was wondering whether they might rehash the Genie when Aldum song because that would work with Harvey's name and the uh, uh, and the and the amount of syllables in his name. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll have a little look at the Torres one. I'll see. I'll see what I can do. I'll get my guitar out, Scott. Yeah, that's the one, right? Because that okay. is unbelievable. Just. <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's have a chat about Tiago's return. Yep. Um, he's, I mean, he's wonderful, isn't he? What a footballer. Uh, was, do you, do you think that uh, his introduction uh, and him into the running for the rest of the season is a crucial thing for our squad? Um, yeah, look, it's going to help. He's a, he's a world-class player. But now you're looking at it. And you're going, do you know what? We've got options, right? So it's not for every game. There's options in there. There's there's world-class players right across. You know, you look at Millie. I think Millie's 36, isn't he? He's still absolutely tops for us. I mean, what a what signing. You know, Hendo, you've got Curtis coming through, Harvey, Thiago, Fab to come back. You know, you've got Alex. You, you've got so many options in that midfield, the same as the attack. And probably really now the same at the back. Yeah. You know, and, and and goalkeeper. So, you know, when everyone's fully fit, it's a hard selection, right? Really. You could choose any one of the top five now if you count Diaz in there. Yeah, you could play any three. Um, and we've got a lot of games coming up, haven't we? Well, I think it's six, six games. I think till the end of the month. Well, I think it's the end of the month now. We've got the cup final on 27th and then Norwich in the cup on the second. So that's the biggest gap we've got. Mm. Between now and then, it's every three or four days there's games. So we are going to need everyone. Mm. So Thiago coming back, he's, I mean, he's a wonderful talent. Yeah, I love watching him. I love the way he moves the ball effortless and stuff like that. But there's games where you don't need to push him and you can maybe bring someone else in to do just as good a job. But for me, again, it's one of them where you get the opportunity, you've got to take it. But you, you've got every game, every training session, you've got to show Jürgen and you've got to say to Jürgen, drop me if you can. Yeah. So it gives everyone that fight. You know, don't take for granted. There's no guarantees in football. Mm. You have to work harder than the next player, don't you? Of course. Um, just to sum up the game, what were your what were your feelings after the game? Obviously, we won and you're a Liverpool fan, but I mean, it was it mixed in with all those emotions from Harvey coming on and scoring. Um, what I mean, how did you feel? Was it what was was it? I bet you it was chaos in the. Uh, we did you go into the the director's room or whatever after the game? We we went we went into the players' lounge, right? Yeah. And um, I mean, after the game. There was a little moment where there was a relief that he had got through 40 minutes. So I just wanted to speak to him and see how he was feeling. Um, Did you ask him about that challenge, by the way? Yeah, no, just mentioned it and he was like, oh, so he, you know, in, in football, things are a blur, right? You don't think about a challenge, you don't think about goals. A lot of it is instinctive. 
it just happens naturally, doesn't it, without thinking. Mm. Um, and the challenge is one of them challenges, but I'm sort of glad he had it. Mm. You know, Jay was a bit like, ooh, and I was like, I like, he needs that because you get one of them and you go, you see him bounce up and go again, you go, that's it. Don't Mentally. Think you don't even think about it. You just go, right, let's play. Let's yeah. get the ball down and play. Um, so, like I so say, my biggest concern is making sure that he, you know, I always keep on him. Oh, you could have done this better. You could have done that better. You need to work harder. Even if he's worked his socks off, like against Chelsea and Burnley. Did you praise him for chasing the goalie down, by the way? Because they gave the ball away. Did you see that one where he... Yeah. It was like almost like an Andy Robertson one. You know where Andy Robertson ran yeah. off the length of the pitch to chase them down? He did one of them and the goalie pumped it and we won the ball back. And I thought, fucking brilliant. Absolutely yeah. brilliant work in there. It doesn't, it doesn't need praise for that. That's a given. That should come as a given. There's no <laughs> praise needed for that. That's a that's your job, mate. Yeah, Go and yeah, work yeah. hard because <clears throat> you're a Liverpool fan in that stadium. The minimum you require is your players to work hard, right? Nothing else is acceptable. You give 110% and that's it. You can have a bad day, that's fine. But if you work your socks off, you're accepted. If you're lazy, that's unacceptable. Mm -hmm. And I won't tolerate that. So there was a certain amount of, um, like you said, you felt quite tired after the game. Did you? Was was there an exhaustion between you and Jay, your, your wife? Yeah, we were, we were all, do you know what? We got back in the lounge and it was quite emotional actually because they um, had the TV on and, and they were talking about the game and saw Jürgen's interview and Harvey's interview. And yeah, it's, it's, it's so humbling, honestly. And uh, and they showed Harvey's going on his interview and, and everyone in the lounge started clapping. And it was like, yeah, just, oh, God, don't start again. Don't give me the <laughs> tissue, don't start again. It was honestly it's so humbling. It just makes you feel like, yeah, it's an amazing feeling. Everyone was so kind and and that. And then, yeah, just waiting for Harvey to come in, just had the biggest cuddle and that was it. It was amazing. Brilliant. Well, listen, thanks for jumping on this morning, mate. Uh, no I really appreciate it. I know you're... Uh, you're busy and it was a difficult thing, but so I appreciate you coming, you coming on and giving us what, you know, how you felt and everything. It's quite a personal thing. So thanks for that. Um, if, if you're watching this, just uh, don't forget to hit the subscribe button and hit the like button and um, we'll see you again on another one. Thanks very much for watching. Um, Scott, thanks. Cheers, mate. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.